listening to the Leadership Woman podcast with me, Jill Savile. And today, my guest is Anil Zaradka, who's the Chief Strategy Officer for one of the solar companies in India. Welcome, Anil. Thank you, Jill, for inviting me for this particular podcast. That's lovely. I was listening to you, and I've known you now for for some months, and I just thought that your story and your interest in climate change and renewable energy um, was very interesting to other people. And so I want to start with, uh, where were you born? Actually, I born a very small town in India, in Maharashtra. So that's called Chikli. And uh, unfortunately, I got a chance to live with my maternal uncle and auntie. So I was not living with my parents, actually, for around 14 years. What age did you move to your maternal uncle? One and a half years old. I completed my schooling in Chikli. Okay, so when you were one and a half years old, you went to live with your maternal uncle. That was better for you? Uh, actually, there were certain situations in my family. My mother was, was working and even father was working. So that's the reason I've been uh, there for a quite long time. I see. So that was quite a, an interesting environment then for you to grow up away from away from your parents, in in effect. And how do you think that influenced you? My grandmother, she uh, has a great impact on my life. She used to always teach me on various aspects of life. And I still remember sometimes when I ask her, what is poison? At that time, she said that anything which is excess and if you exceed that limit is poison wow anything that is excess is poison yes Hmm. so this is your grandmother were you living with your grandmother as well yes so we were living together with grandmother grandfather paternal uncle auntie everybody quite a community because over in the west we don't tend to live with our extended family anymore we did at one time when I was young, but not so much now. Yeah, an interesting view. Anything, poison is anything of excess. Hmm. And you, you have quite strong values now. Where do you think these values came from? I think there are a couple of areas. It came from family members. It came from my colleagues with whom I work. It came from uh, my teachers, mentors and all the people with whom we have been working. It's been said that average of 50 people around with whom you are work, living, that influence comes to your life. And I'm fortunate to have that kind of 50 people around me who have influenced my life in certain way. Now, I've heard that quote, that it's the average of the five people, not 50. Maybe it's been uh, (laughs) enlarged for India. Maybe that could be the reason. 
So they average, so all of these people influenced you, colleagues, family, mentors. So you've talked about when you up to the age of 14, 15, what, what happened then? Yeah, so at that time I was living in a village and from village I came to a city called Aurangabad, which is uh, one of the oldest and ancient city in India. And nearby, uh, even there are uh, two world heritages. One is Ajanta and one is Elora. I'd uh, invite with this podcast to everyone to visit Ajanta and Elora caves. Uh, when I came to Aurangabad at that time, uh, even I was not aware how to wear a proper dress, how to speak with people. And it was my friends and some of my teachers who guided me to speak how to speak and how to wear a good dress. So that's interesting. You, you had people around you that started to teach you more how to fit in with society, maybe, if I put it like that. Yes, exactly. Yes. So where were you living at that time then? At the age of 15, did you move into a college? Where did you go? Yeah, I went to college uh, in Aurangabad itself, and I completed my graduation there in commerce field. And then after that, I uh, I went for my, my master's. I did my MBA in marketing. What was the thinking behind these choices, commerce and marketing? Interesting question. Uh, I When I was around nine years old, I started doing some trading in, uh, in the maternal uncle store because he was ha having a general store over there. And I used to sell a couple of things over there whenever somebody's coming, any customer used to come, so I used to sell. And I used to enjoy that particular thing a lot. And at that time, uh, many salespeople used to come to the store and then they used to, the way they used to speak, I think in, in, at that age, it also influenced me to be like them, to travel and to get that kind of respect. This is fascinating. So at nine years old, you were working in a store. Yes. And the salespeople visited and you wanted to be like them. You wanted to have the respect that they seemed to command if I've heard you exactly, okay. yes. So that influenced you then to move into your master's in commerce. Commerce. Commerce and, and then after that, marketing and sales. Marketing and sales. So how did that work out for you? Uh, do you feel that you um, command the respect that they did? I feel everybody uh, is a salesperson to some of this some extent. Because sometimes we are selling to our parents, sometimes it's to wife, or sometimes it's uh, to our colleagues. Yes, everyone is a salesperson. I suppose I would interpret that as we all influence somebody. Yes. yes. We all, and we do need these skills to, to influence. And so after you've done your marketing MBA, what? What did you do then? 
I joined a company called Reliance Communication, uh, which is into telecom at that time. And I also worked uh, in Reliance and Tata uh, company for around six years. But while working over there, one thing I realized that this is not the life which I wanted to lead. And uh, along with that, I was also working with one of the NGO in India. So while working, I, uh, I was just thinking that, is it going to contribute to nature to some extent? And if the answer is going to come, yes, then I'm going to continue in that particular industry. But in both of the industry where I worked, the answer came no. And that's how I started exploring some other industries wherein the answer should come, yes, is it contributing to nature? And while exploring these things, I jumped into the solar industry. So does it contribute to nature as in, is it good for the planet, that kind of thing? Yes. And this became very important to you. You said you realized that this was not the life you wanted to live. Yes, exactly. Okay. And so when did you have this change? When did you have this change of mind? I think in 2012, I realized that this is not the way I wanted to live my life. Uh, because there is a reason. I lost my younger brother at that time. And that impacted a lot to me, on me. And uh, at that moment, I thought that uh, we should create some impact on uh, to the society which can contribute to nation and nature thank you for sharing that so around 2012 you lost your younger brother and and that must be painful and it changed your mindset so that you wanted to have that we should all have some kind of positive impact on society and nature around us Yes. So what did you do? So in, this, uh, in short, initially when I started, we used uh, to stop the diesel generators. People used to use diesel generator to get the power, but we replaced it with solar panels. And the, I don't have the numbers with me, but I think we did more than 100 uh, hundred these kind of systems initially, which helped to save a lot of diesel generators uh, and which we generated the electricity to power whatever the equipment they wanted. So you managed to reduce emissions in a, in a, a way then. You used yes. your influence. You stopped diesel generators. Um, and you said we. Was that a company that you were working with? Yes, I started working with one of the companies, and along with them, uh, we started doing this particular thing. Okay. And we also used to take we used to take a kind of sessions for the industries to educate them about reducing the energy consumption, recycling uh, the existing infrastructure and resources and reusing wherever is possible. Reduce energy consumption, recycle wherever possible, reuse. 
Okay, so this was a big this was a big change from telecoms and uh, and this is very definitely answering your question. Am I doing something positive for nature? So yes. what did what did you do then? If you look at the society in every society, you will find there are some natural resources which we don't use. The people don't use machine to dry their clothes. They use sun sunlight. Even so, here, I try to dry clothes outside, but it's tempting to use the tumble dryer. Yes. So that kind of uh, resources we uh, tend to use, and even biogas is being used to uh, in some of the places. And then you move into this new role. Yeah, I think uh, I worked there for around seven to eight years mm -hmm. in uh, in the industry. And recently, in the month of December last year, I started working with this organization. Even in this organization, the one device, which is a controller, uh, it, it helps to generate more solar energy, even though there is a power off. So in India or in some of the countries, uh, a scheduled or unscheduled power uh, cut is there. At that time, even though you, if you have a solar power plant, it will not run by itself because it requires a reference power. And in order to give you a reference power, you need to run your diesel generator. Either you can run it completely and take all the energy from the diesel generator, or you can use the controller which has been manufactured by Suya Logics, the company with whom I'm working right now. We can use, uh, we can put that particular device and then that device will uh, regulate diesel generator and it will use only 30% of power of diesel generator and remaining 70% it will draw from the solar. That is how we will optimize the solar generation on these particular plants. So there's no way that you can do without the diesel? No, you'll not be able to do without this particular controller. You will require this controller. So how will we end up with zero emissions then, if even solar energy needs the diesel to start it? We cannot go 100% with this, but as the advancement in technology is coming up, I think in, in near future, diesel generator may get replaced with batteries, lithium-ion batteries. So batteries hopefully will replace this diesel. And so your company, it works to optimize the energy and explain to people how to best use it. Is that right? To some extent, it's, it's right. And you can also control your power plants remotely. So earlier before IoT, Internet of Things, every time we, uh, a person has to visit on the site, even though to check what happens. So wherever you are, you can, you can look at the solar power plants anywhere in the world, the performance of it. Yes. So you, you had a change of life. You moved into something that did contribute to nature. And you mentioned to me earlier about the things that keep you going. So uh, one of my mentors, he always used to say that there are five pillars of life. 
the first one is intellectual the second one is mental spiritual physical and financial these are five pillars of our life and everybody should know this particular fact and they should work together on this parallelly but sometimes we tend to work only on one aspect of life but that's not a good life balancing thing so these five things then five pillars of life these are how you live yes in most of the time i do ask myself have i done anything for mental intellectual on all the five aspects so what do you think people need to hear about these five pillars of life so whenever it comes to intellectual many of the times it's been considered that once we complete our regular education in the college we are good to go but after taking more than 35 successful people's interview i came to know that the learning starts when you stop going to college absolutely <laughs> the learning begins when you left yes yes and i think you should be a student all your life in order to improve your intellectual so intellectual is one what's the next one the next one is mental any situation any bad situation in your life how you are handling that situation will decide whether you are mentally stable or not i think sometimes people feel that patience is how much time i i have waited for that particular thing but for me it's not like that i think patience it means like what you did while waiting for that something what an interesting way of thinking about it how yes. do you use it and there are a couple of things which you can do in order to boost your uh, mental stability reverse counting is a part of you know keeping your mental fitness reverse counting yes and what what number do you start at you can start with 100 99 98 and that calms you yeah what was the other thing deep breath in the nature so oh. that's the second one okay thank you and what's the third pillar then the third pillar is physical Mm-hmm. so in order to keep your physical fitness because what happened right now because of this uh, fast moving things everybody is running behind certain goal and they don't care about their health so if you i think every day you should decide some time maybe 30 minutes 45 minutes and you should do some or the other exercise uh in order to keep yourself physically fit not everybody is health conscious in that way i used to think it, you had to exercise doing things that you didn't want to do it was something you know hard work but you can have 30 minutes dancing you can have 30 minutes doing something that you you really want to do can't you yes exactly as long as you can, moving you can connect your have uh, like hobbies with physical activity i i think that's a great thing Mm. Thank you. And so number 4. Number 4 is spiritual. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people feel that being a spiritual it means you have to 
always pray to the god that is uh, one of the form and no other thought is coming at that time they are spiritual but while doing or while praying if your thoughts are going here and there it means uh, you are not cool and calm and you are not trying to become a spiritual i know it's very very difficult but i think what when when you get 100% engaged in that particular activity then you are a spiritual person and i would probably link that to mindfulness exactly absolutely i have a, an empty brain even for a few seconds something so how is that different to the mental one spirituality is completely different than the mental because in mentally uh, you are doing couple of things in order to boost your mental part and for mental stability uh, spirituality it is something which is for your emotions or your connecting that particular thing mm-hmm. and then the final one the fifth pillar the fifth pillar is a financial pillar mm. and i think most of us are more focused on this but again i think financial education is very very important and i have seen people they earn let's say 1000 dollar but they have expenses of 1000 dollar so they'll not save anything or invest anything i think this particular financial management is very very important of everybody's life and no matter by like from which stream you are you have to be a good finance so there is a big, basic difference between being a like financial good person and being a being a good accountant hmm. so it's not just the earning it it's not just the finance it's it's how you use it and you said something that reminded me i can remember my husband used to say to me jelly it wouldn't matter how much you earned you would you would find a way to spend it and i think many people you know we live to, we live to our means don't we i like to think i'm better now but it it is a, oh i've got this much money what can i do with it now so yes we have to educate ourselves on how to use it wisely it's important if i've interpreted you correctly yes very true okay is there any other thing that you've learned anil that you think somebody might be listening and want to hear yeah i think one of this sentence which changed my life i can share that particular line over here and that line goes like this i am responsible what i am today i am responsible what for, i am today for what i am today mm-hmm. yes sometimes we find some people to blame certain things that this has not not gone right because of this this has not gone right because of this so every time we'll try and find out someone or some system to blame but if you remember this particular line i am responsible what i am today i think is going to get you and like you can start taking actions in your life because thinking 
is not going to take you where you are. But while thinking, you also need to take, do certain actions and that actions will take you or lead you from one place to another place. Yes. Personal responsibility is really, really important. You can't blame anybody else for, for where you are today. Okay, that's a lovely thought to end on, Emil. Thank you so much for giving your time. You've talked about so many different things and life-changing events that moved you into answering or always asking yourself the question, is this contributing to nature or not? And that, that is guiding you, plus these five pillars that um, I'm sure that they are useful to anyone listening to this podcast today. So thank you for sharing Yes, thank you. Thank you so much, Jill, for inviting me on this podcast. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you.